And so today, thinking about great cities, our question of the day is this. Why Bethlehem? Have you ever thought that? Think about it. Where, where, would, a, have the where would a pop, great global leader be know, born? Ask New York, it's Washington, it's never uh, over, right? Rome, so, <laughs> Paris. Think of all the great cities. London. So I wanted to and you give think, you guys a quick review. Bethlehem? We've been away for a few weeks. Has anyone so ever wondered why Bethlehem? The photograph as we no one's going to admit state. that. Okay, that's fine. I'll admit the it. Letter to the Colossians was written but by we, the Apostles. But we sing the songs, we read the story, and, and as people of faith, we go, Colossi, okay, it's Bethlehem. The church in Colossae was being led by a blood. But a today, what I hope is that we can study God's Paul's Word together and we can see that Bethlehem was more than just was to the Bucky's Road Stop on the way to Grandma's house. I remember the first time I saw this thing called Bucky's. I had heard of it. And to the... To the things I'd heard the tell. Now, I had seen advertisements of it. A few themes that but I remember the first at, time and I'm going to I laid touch hands on, four on it. Of those real quick, like I said, to kind of replay. And I walked in there and I thought, the first theme is this: the purpose of Colossians America to, uh, to teach and to reiterate America the exalted. And then Messiah. when they built one within so 15 minutes of my home, Colossians chapter one says, "I don't need 7-Eleven no more. <laughs> You're dead to me." God, the firstborn over all creation. I, I mean, him, all things anytime, things any day, heaven, all I need to know is where are they digging the holes to put all that money in every day? Because they're just raking it in there. All things but why Bethlehem? Him, My bride and I have had the privilege him. of going to Bethlehem. And even, the, even today, Bethlehem is not him, all, things hold together. all that impressive. And he is the head of the body, the church. But today we're going to talk about why and the first our Savior... The beginning and was the born in Bethlehem. Born so let's get started on that. So that Our focus passage you'll find in the Old Testament, the and it's the prophet Micah, it's chapter 5, verse 2, and it says this. As for you, Bethlehem, and Ephrah, to seemingly insignificant among the clans of Judah, things on earth, from you a king will emerge who will rule over Israel blood, on my behalf, ones whose origins Jesus are in the distant past. Seemingly insignificant. There will never be someone like him ever again. He is. Why would Micah a say this? And why is that time. important to us? Well, let's begin. So I, I want us to, to orientate ourselves. So I want you to know every and time friends, you look at a map of the Middle East and you look at the map of the Holy Land, you always orientate yourself to Jerusalem. There's only one Jesus. And I apologize, this map isn't Not quite as big. Jerusalem is down here in the bottom left corner. You always find Jerusalem and then you can find everything else in the Holy Land. Well, way up to the north there in Samaria is a place called Nazareth. And we know that what? That's where Jesus was raised. Jesus of Nazareth. But at the time that Mary was great with child, I love that. You know, you can, you can say that. You know, you, you see a, a lady and, and she's great with child. And everyone giggles because it's, it's kind of a whimsical. But when Mary was great with child, they had to travel to Bethlehem. And you find Bethlehem down here just below Jerusalem, just to the south. Southeast of Jerusalem. It's not far. We as believers today, God selected Bethlehem as the birthplace of Jesus. So why Bethlehem? Because that's what God chose. Yet, and I could stop here, but as you know, I get paid by the hour, so I won't. 
to understand why and the significance of this place, it will help us to know that the city, Bethlehem is mentioned 35 times in 11 different books of the Old Testament that span over 1,300 years. Bethlehem isn't this spur of the moment, it's the truck stop on the way type place. Bethlehem is a historical place that is mentioned in God's word significantly over a significant period of time. It's not a Johnny-come-lately place. Living as a Christian so can have its challenges. God has a will Paul and a purpose that can be can be clearly seen in His selection of Bethlehem of as the birthplace for the, the Lord. Through there His plan, the, we can see the, the significance of the location Jesus, as well as the prophetic application. Uh, to the Old Testament verses dealing with symbolism and historical importance. God has a plan, God has a purpose, and I hope that you'll understand it a little bit better today. Let's look at the historicity. I like that word. I like saying historicity. The historicity of Bethlehem. Bethlehem uh, was prepared historically to receive the Savior. Bethlehem was known as a place of sorrow. So it goes all the way back originally to a couple named Jacob and Rachel. Now, Jacob was a young man, and he saw Rachel, and he fell in love. Can we agree that love will make you do stupid things? And then there's the theme of a new way of life. And I really like uh, one person once told me love is deaf, dumb, and blind. And I said, well, Jeff we're going to add one on. Love will make you do a lot of things. Well, in Genesis chapter 35, we see the story of this young man who is in love with this young lady. And eventually, the they were able to marry. We are unique. We are peculiar people. Let's look at verse, uh, Genesis 35. That reflect the they had married. And Rachel was expecting a child, and they were traveling. And let's see how this account goes. They traveled from Bethel, and when Ephrah was still some distance away, so there's Bethlehem and Ephrah. Some would say that's an alternative name for Bethlehem. Some would say Ephrah is the the, the region around Bethlehem, but it's it's, it's that place. Was still a distance away. Rachel went into labor, and her labor was hard. Verse 17, when her labor was at its hardest, the midwife said to her, do not be afraid for you having another son. That goes all the way through our lives. With her dying day, breath, she named be her son Heaven will be our home, Benoni. And our sanctification but his be father complete. called him Benjamin instead. To so Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephraim. Jacob now, set up a marker over her grave. It is a marker of Rachel's grave even to this day. I don't and look this that is, young. This is it. If you but have a I chance to go to the Holy Land, you can visit I the grave of Jacob's wife, Rachel. The same man now, that she it was prepared historically. It was known as a place of sorrow. A better man. And part of the story right, that I didn't tell you yet was this. Jacob, when he fell Lord, in love I'm with growing, Rachel, changing, negotiated with her dad for her hand in marriage. And her dad says, I'll give you her hand in marriage. I After I'm a better husband today you served me for seven than years. I was 36 years ago. Now, and I'm so not going to ask you that would be a deal breaker for it because I don't want you to have to answer for that later. The Lord, and as it is for us to our but seven years of labor and to, to get the hand of the woman as that he loves. Jeff and then when it comes wedding we time, guess what? In our faith, the old switcheroo. Dad gave her sister to him, not her. When you're... Now, the question old, is, is what does he do? Body, he negotiates for another seven years. 16 years old, 
And so he labored it's 14 years to marry Rachel. You know, you're not standing there for and your And then in the course of the delivery of their son, Benani, she passes away. Jeff, you're welcome. He may be listening to me. So that would be a sorrowful thing, but also lastly, consider this. Benani, in our home, translated, says this, son of my sorrow. As it was in Rome. In Rome, the son of my sorrow. Of history, the head of the house was but the story the continues. 1,100 years after Rachel's death, really have a lot of value the prophet Jeremiah has something to say. 1,100 years. Say 1,100 years. The home... That's a long time. That's almost as long Christ. as it's been since the when Cowboys win a Super Bowl. The illustration when two individuals are passionately pursuing the Father. Listen, I am going to get some participation no matter what it takes. Closer to each other, and they leave. Eleven hundred years after Rachel's so, passing, little, and the sorrow of her husband, notes, and the naming of her son. So let's pick up in our study of Colossians. The prophet today, says this. Thus chapter, says the Lord: we'll A voice was heard in Ramah. Lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel weeping Is for her children, refusing to be comforted for her children because they are no more. Now, I can't completely explain to you words, what the meaning no of this prophecy was in its time. You have to understand that in its context, there was a meaning to the original audience. The tongue is one of the you and I have the privilege of looking back through history to see at least a part of what do. the prophet and was saying. You say, th this doesn't is, really make sense to, to the people there. It would have had some mystery to it. But I want you to know for us as we look back, it's going to make perfect sense. How about this one? If you recall in the story of Jesus... And there was a man in charge by the name of Herod, has a Herod lot the Great. Power, doesn't it? He wasn't great. Given the but circumstances, that's what he called it himself. might be what? The power of life? Herod and death. had been told that How the king one? of the Jews had you been born. That white coat? In part by three wise men that had come, come seeking and you're waiting to, see to that, worship that little this newborn king. And yeah. they came by yeah. Herod the Great. And how about this one? And Herod the Great said, you When you find him. But it's Tell me where to find him so I too can come and worship. You let a little one cry like that and a So mama, the three wise men went off, and the scripture says that and when they located aunt. Jesus, they but, worshiped uh, the him and they gave him small, uh, gifts. Tool that and God has uh, the, they were prompted, and they felt led. Stuff. They so went home a different way. They didn't go back here, to King Herod. Borodinsky, they went a different way. During her TED talk, was talking about the power. Why would they go a different way? Well, and in, in part in because talk, they believed really that Herod didn't have good intentions. I hadn't really thought and why about is that? It, but she, she did a great job explaining uh, the oh, beautiful, Oh, that's later on. I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself. Centuries later, Jesus was referred to as a man of sorrow. That because Why would Jesus be referred to as a man of sorrow? Well, rate, let me tell you this. If you had to leave heaven and come to earth, even if it is Texas, you're going to be sorry. being expressed out of my mouth. I am making noises Secondly, that are traveling because of the pain and sorrows that occur in day-to-day -day life. I was asked earlier, how, do you, how are you doing today? I said, I feel like the, the tin man who's lost his oil can. Now, for some of you, you're going to have to go Google and figure out what that means. Tennessee, That's like the prophet. You're like, drum, what is this prophet even saying? your eardrum is vibrating just so much that you understand But if you live long enough, you're going to have day-to-day do you understand just, you how know, incredibly yeah. miraculous See, no one up there is doing it. See, all of them, they don't have any idea. That we Chuck can does. Do this Chuck knows. Actually works. Yeah, he and already told me today so he's well, already turning older because so he likes to wake up earlier and get the day started. I said, welcome. Welcome, sir. 
Thirdly, the pain and sorrow the of the crucifixion. Currently, are about seven thousand languages. Can you imagine in our world? what that must have been like? And I could go on, but I won't. With different sounds and structures and all those. Sorts Bethlehem of is also a place of thing. salvation. We kind of know where. If you read the Book from, of Ruth, and I highly encourage today. you to do it. Charlemagne, we see that God intervenes on behalf a of a woman named Naomi and her family. That's how powerful. In a time of famine, they were widows. Was it was a tough time now for them. It was a it was a desperate time for them. But God intervenes on their behalf. Now, in part, why? Because He loves them. But also, in part, is this: is that through Naomi's family, we will see that her great great grandson David, the future king of Israel, is born. God intervened on behalf of Naomi because out of Naomi came David, King David, the giant slayer. The man who so is a hero and a zero, me, depending on what day of the week it is. In Ruth, it says this, all the people who were at the gate the and the elders the replied, we are witnesses. May the Lord make the women who are entering in your home like Rachel and Leah. There's the Rachel. May these ladies be like Rachel, both of is whom built up the house of Israel. Unicorn? May you prosper no. uh, words in Ephra and become Not famous in Bethlehem. About a pink unicorn these same women are being referred to Rachel. Remember all these so years she earlier. Goes on to say that we are and may you be blessed and may you be influential in this place. In today, may you become historically perhaps, important. Uh, that we'll be losing up Bethlehem is mentioned seven times in the book of so Ruth. And we see other words matter. like redeem, so this redemption, morning, I give you four and kinsman redeeming. Number one. Verse 19 different times Be devoted in this small to prayer, book. Keeping You're alert. seeing a theme in this small uh, me, area keeping alert in it with about Thanksgiving. Uh, this, this city. Bethlehem was a place one. of selection. Prayer. Prayer in the book the of 1 Samuel, we see something that takes place that will be familiar with. 1 Samuel 17. Now David was the son of an uh, I, I Ephraite to to named Jesse in my own brain. from Bethlehem in Judea. He had eight sons, and in Saul's day, but he was old and well-advanced in years. So and Samuel was tasked with anointing a new king. He communicates to us through and his David word, was the youngest, the and David was out taking it. care of the sheep. He communicates to us through but his David Holy would be Spirit anointed dwells us at the king. point of our salvation. He communicates and so out to of us this small place people, from his father, he communicates through us. He would be anointed king out of this he put between our postage stamp our of a city. We should use it in a great big wide world. He also speaks to us. Bethlehem was a place of selection. Little Bethlehem provided it's Israel with its most we, enduring it's hero. When you down, think of the Bible, when you think of heroes. Almost everyone will think of David. It? Do we grow from David and Goliath and other God things? Speaks to us. David was the first, but in our king chosen to him, by the Lord. It's very important. Bethlehem became known again, as, and it still is, the city of David, and has been inspirational. And Jesus and is called for me the son of David. As a dyslexic, ADHD so again we see this uh, connection. ADHD guy. Why Bethlehem? The so so one thread that connects all of these people. And all of this history of is this city of called Bethlehem. I start with adoration. Why? Because I just want to tell you. So I also God want to have a little fun. You want to have some fun? Do anything else. Why? Yeah, because a little bit. Regardless okay. of what so I'm going to give you some do, random Christmas Amen. trivia. Whether it's so we're going to have a little fun. So here we go. Here's your trivia God for the day. I stole good. this from Josh. Josh, don't fish and fight. I just want fist to fight adore me. him. Why? Because he Josh does this on Wednesday nights. 
1865, Philip Brooks, an Episcopal preacher, attended a five-hour Christmas service. My friends, five hours. Have nothing to do with what God Say five said. hours. Five hours. God loved me. God sent his son for me, and God saved me from my I could sins. go five hours. He's done more than I ever no, deserved. Everything else is gravy on them biscuits. Five-hour so Christmas Eve we service. confession. That's where mm. I confess my shortcomings. He had traveled Lord, by afraid. horseback Lord, from Jerusalem Lord, to Bethlehem. Well, that would be a pretty decent little Lord, ride on I'm horseback. Sad. Lord, and he I'm went hurt. to the church Lord, of the nativity. This is the God church that's built over the me. historical site it's where Jesus was to, born. To get our thoughts and you listen to the Christmas celebration. The other night I was to Every Christmas song and, and associated with the sacred moment was presented. As he heard again the splendid hymns of God, he fell in love anew with the wonderful night of our Savior's birth. I hope that you will work very hard on Christmas Eve to just take a breath and drink deep into what that moment in all of human history must have been like. And if you ever find yourself feeling ungrateful, if you ever feel you're... Three years later, he decided he was going to write a hymn for children of his congregation to sing. And as he began to reflect on the glorious service that night at the Church of Nativity, he pinned the words of O Little Town of Bethlehem. I pray for other people. So there's your history, right? Now, I won't leave you until I give you this. Do you know what you call someone who knows every Christmas song? To remind me that they are important to me. To ask Lame? How can I be involved in this? How can I make a difference? That's what Chuck said. So there you go, prayer. Now, number two, we see in verse three. A Noel at all. At the same time, pray for us. Pray for us, too, that God may open a door for the message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may make Man, I'd, I would hate for that I to be should. the peak. Second is the proclamation. Oh, the yeah, that sermon, that was awesome. Do you remember that joke about Noel, Noel at all? Why Bethlehem? Let's Paul's look at the symbolism quickly. Bethlehem means the house of bread. We find that in John, the sixth chapter. I am the living hey, man, bread that comes down from heaven. If anyone eats password. from this bread, he will live Isn't forever. Jerk, the bread that I give him for uh, will give... <clears throat> For the life for of this world is my flesh, a, a foreshadowing of his crucifixion. The house of bread brings forth the bread of life. Can you imagine being the the house of bread who bursts the bread of life? You're going to hear about Jesus. The and then about Ephraim. What does that mean? Well, Ephraim means fruitfulness. Jeff, baby, this is confirmation of your study. That we as believers to, are given. To a spiritually hungry Why? world, because I can give thirsting, bread of life comes and, and teaches us things, to be fruitful in him. But only God's word John tells us this, my father is honored by this, that you bear much you fruit for and show that you are my disciples. God's word changes things. God's word changes people. He goes on God's and he says this, you did not choose me, but I God's chose you and appointed you nations. to go and bear much fruit. And we there remains the so that whatever you ask from the Father God's word. Uh, now, in my name this. will be given to you. If you're going to play, the bread of life word, calls us to be fruitful sure in our right. love and service to him. Don't give the world what you think And God's I just want to encourage says. you during this time and all sure that right. Christmas okay. is, and if you don't be know, sure you're producing spiritual fruit. How about this? I don't know. 
people are looking for the fruit of the spirit just this week especially from believers had a question it's a beautiful time it's a busy time it is a crazy time and he asked me this but if we fail to produce the fruit of the spirit that others may see it but i was sitting at my desk and you know we've truly missed a great deal of what christmas should be for us so, and you know what? lastly, they actually addressed why Bethlehem prophetically. And so I made him sit there and listen to me. Micah wrote his prophecy in 72 no, no, BC, no, no. I 722 BC. The link to that. At least 600 now, years before Jesus see, was born. Is 600 one, years after we got off the before phone, Jesus was so born. So now I better understand what his question was. When, when Herod was, gathered his, you remember brother, Herod the not so great? <laughs> I said, brother, I said, this is a great the not so great when he was trying he to determine see it's not just where feeding, this messiah was born people. where the king of the jews was being born he gathered together his wise men the jewish minds and teachers and stewards of knowledge and this is what they read that micah was what they read after assembling the chief priests and the experts in the law he asked them where is christ to be born that I can share with when the opportunity is given Bethlehem to me, I can serve of the Judea, they said, Lord, for it was written this way by the prophet. Which prophet? Man, I want the whole world to be saved. Make no mistake. They quoted but Lord, just give me the 600-year previous I can, prophet I can so much as the authority to where the Messiah would be born. Week, who said, Jimmy, no. I asked the Lord for one. Now, some Lord people gave me one. would have... And maybe and still do believe that the Jews just made up the story. And they were so excited. So have you so ever been in an axe throwing contest? Lord, just give me one. Or, or a, a bow and arrow? It, it'd be like this is you shoot the arrow the and then you go up and draw the bowseye around it. was for the Gentiles as well. Now there would now be the those, Jew, and there probably the still Jew, are those, who simply Jesus. say this. But the born again Jews, the Jews just made uh, it up. Most of them outright rejected because it made for a good story. Who was Jewish? What is it that comes out it's of too, uh, Hollywood? Just like a good Christian, the, the, you uh, this film is based on historical like events. The Jews, not historical Paul, fact, but historical uh, events. Silenced because he was as saying we see that the them and interpret was them. for these heathen Gentiles. Is and Bethlehem truly is the birthplace of Jesus? Well, from the Gentiles. And Micah said it would be. What? The spiritual minds to be the in the time of, of Herod the, the not-so-great said it was. The three wise men traveled a great distance, <laughs> Paul was probably years, to visit this place. And I don't want to but it could you, be but just a good lie. Truth into our world, you might could catch be. it coming and going. But Luke, <laughs> the historian, says said, that the Holy Family Alabama, went down to Bethlehem before Jesus was born. If this is our Christmas happy, story. So Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in the north to, Listen, if you uh, want to make everyone happy, in Galilee to Judea, the city of David called Bethlehem because he was of the house of David, the line of David. He went to register with Mary who was promised in marriage to him and she was expecting a child. I used to be one of them. While they were there, Paul's the time came gave him for her to deliver the child. Authority and access to people and places. Now, this just came to my mind. It won't cost you anything extra. Paul's incarceration one but day. But it is a reasonable assumption. The people in Colossae, if you remember, 
that Mary and Joseph would have been familiar with the story of Jacob and Rachel. And part of the authority that he has. And now, all these years later, here's another mother. It's because he's to this imprisoned city. in Rome. And it comes time to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and, if he's and wrapped him in strips price, of cloth, then we should listen laid him to in a manger because there was no place for them in the <coughs> end. It gives him authority. Micah said, but it also gives him Bethlehem access. was the place. The spiritual advisors to the Herod not-so-great said it was the place. The angels said that a Savior had been born in the city of David. Today, your Savior is born in the city of David. He is Christ the Lord. When the angels left them, they went back to heaven. The shepherds said one to another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place that the Lord has made known to us. Micah said it. The spiritual leader said it. And I have the, been the, the three kings said it. For now the angels have said it. For close to two decades now. And you know what I did to be qualified? The Bible says it. Given that History says it. To speak Micah's prophecy says it. At one of the most difficult times of their lives. So let's consider this. This is my closing argument crash. to you. If you had any doubt. That's what uniquely equips me. To be in that room with when Micah's people. prophecy was made some 722 years before the birth of Jesus, wreck. humanity only knew of three continents. Now that's unique. They only, they only knew there were three continents. If you want someone to be able Today, to tell we, you how many price. continents do we have now? Seven? For Is it seven? Driving, okay, I was thinking I'm five. But Been there, done that, I'm not, wear anyway. the scar. They only knew of three. Among Europe, others. Asia, Along and Africa. New hip, so he had a one in three shot at getting it right. Ministry. Brothers and sisters, that's pretty good. You find yourself in tribulation. People go to Vegas for will. far less. My friends, I invite you to ask Lord. Micah Lord, chose how Asia. You use this. But Asia has many countries to open doors of ministry. But Micah only mentions one country. I have had a some small coastal country relationships with people known as Palestine of the tribulation in my life. Tribulation uniquely opens But in Palestine, there are three districts. Judea, to hear Galilee, and Samaria. Listen, anyone carrying a briefcase can call So which one did he choose? Expert. He chose Judea. But when you well, in Judea, there's the thousands of villages. In the shoes and wear the T-shirt. My friends, Yet he picked people are more inclined to want Bethlehem. to hear what you have to say. And Paul the prophet reached down through 600 years to its greatest extent. of geography, humanity, and human events and put his finger where in Rome, where he's incarcerated, on an obscure, tiny village especially those who belong called Bethlehem. To where? Caesar's and said, in household. this town, My friends, the Savior of the world Paul will be born. Gain access to Caesar's household other now, than that he's imprisoned in Rome. They could be lying. Could be. <clears throat> They're not. My friends, but, if you, you know. will see your tribulations so as I propose to you this. You will find Jesus is being and born in Bethlehem is either A, a mathematical miracle that you never thought you'd have. I mean, what are Not the mathematical odds of picking to a room full of people, the place? But I have literally spoke to hundreds years of before thousands of people. My friends, if you could figure that and out, then I encourage you, is, buy your I lottery ticket today. A drunk driver's accident. Or 
It's either a lie My question supported you, friend, is this. for the sake of you know what has Jewish God whatever. Uniquely equipped. It's a mathematical miracle. Been through or that you. It's a prophetic promise you fulfilled. To speak truth. Now humanity has to choose. I don't I believe it's a lie because a, a you know how you keep a lie much more full is you don't tell nobody. Do. Going on verse five. And the Bible says this, that lies don't hide in the, the dark forever. Of the opportunities. Let your speech always be A mathematical miracle? Seasoned with salt. I'm sorry. So that you may There's just some things that math and science simply everyone. can't explain. Proclaiming the gospel is the So I'm left with the most reasonable. Romans 1, 6 says this. The most logical. Not ashamed of the gospel because and the most comforting the choice of all. That word there. Uh, that God is where we get the word fulfilled his of prophetic God that brings salvation to everyone. That out of this like said, the humble gospel, village, man, it will blow your life up. The King of Kings the and the Lord of Lords will blow your born. life up if you'll give it an opportunity. My bride and I have had the privilege of going there. Because I am 58 years old. And when you get down to the place that they the have designated to, have to be that I place, have. changed everything. Sitting talking to Jared this week, and I told Jared I was a little, you feel I was really a little jealous, small. not of his masculine good looks, to think that eternity, not of his striking ac- athletic physique, on that spot. But I remember Why? when I started at Christmas. because if it weren't for no, that spot, and if it weren't for that so cradle, and if it weren't for that savior, we would be a hopeless world. Truly, so I could get to Dallas in time for class because they were building but new God bridges so loved. everywhere. And I went to Criswell So why Bethlehem? Anything for one day. Because God chose it. And I had no But God also clue. has borne what tremendous I, evidence and support no both prophetically. <laughs> Listen, I historically. Told you, this wasn't on the radar. Uh-uh. That this that young man, is that place. Cuz I have more behind me than I have ahead of me, Ronnie. It's a beautiful thing. But that young this man little has town of Bethlehem. And I hope that as you go through the rest of your Christmas season and you hear that song, you'll realize it's not just a name. It's not just a tradition. It's a location and a destination which God ordained from time and eternity past. And he promised through a prophet of some 700 years before Jesus even arrived on the scene. And that the little town of Bethlehem we all could agree, was the beginning of, of the earthly love letter from God to, change some things, to his creation. And the gospel Let's changes pray. things. Father, we thank you <clears throat> it's always for this begins with grace in our hearts little town of Bethlehem. The only way we can witness to a world Lord, even today, is through our in the midst of the world's economy and the world's mindset, it's a far-off little place. But Tucked away God, amongst people you know, who are pick it. struggling. Just pick it. Part of the challenge but, Father, you say it's more. To the world is, if we're not careful, we could come off. Father, it was where you we could come off a little. Stepped uh, in to humanity. But you know what? But for the grace of Father, God. it's where you and and Paul challenges us that, that your love for us that was greater to the world, we should do it than your sight in our hearts. Listen, comfort. They may not want what you have to say. Okay. Where you proved 
that your love for us was greater than your son's human life. They may not agree with what you have to say. Okay. Father, we thank you for this simple place. Okay. Okay. Father, I ask that you would remind us, beginning with myself, I can whenever you'll let me do it. And I'm just going to try to live my life in such a way that one of these days when you finally realize that you don't have the world by the tail, it has you. And when your gut's so full of what the world gives you that you just can't take it anymore, and you're like me, and you say, Lord, if this is all there is, that humanity you just might, might be turn redeemed. your eyes upon Jesus. And I might be the guy. Father, we pray about. that this okay. little town of I'll Bethlehem wait. will never just be, I'll be here when you get back. a name and a song again. But it was a place Ephesians 4 says of purpose, do not let any a place of provision, of your a place of promise. But only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs. And, and as the benefactors of those things, then it would be our place of peace. And I just want you to know that's a challenge for me. Father, no, we love you and we thank you so much. Say. And I'm, I'm that better first than I Noel. used to be, but I'm not where I need and to be. And that little town Don't of Bethlehem. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Listen, man, if it's unwholesome, just eat it. For a Savior. Silence goes a long way. It's changed everything. Father, There's help us to live... Fruitful lives during this wonderful time of year. There's a lot of unwholesome talk out there, and I don't want to people might better understand, might seek to know better. And if if that's all I've got, then I'm going to be silent. Of the holidays, the fruit of Christmas, the babe of Bethlehem. It always begins with grace. For it's in His name we pray, and it's discipling. It is for Your glory we ask. For my brothers and sisters in the Lord. One, I hope that when I speak. It helps deepen you and broaden you in your faith. And two, I hope it encourages you in your faith. To encourage you in your faith. Because listen, man, it gets hard out there. It's tough some days. But I pray, and I hope that it's your prayer too, that when we're speaking to family, we're thinking about discipling one another and encouraging one another. And when it comes to the unsaved, it's about showing them who the Lord is and what he looks like and sharing how you can know him. I'm not perfect. But I, I want my life, I want my life to show the grace of God. And I want someone to think, man, there's something different about that cat. Now, I'm different. <laughs> there's no doubt. In the time of Paul, when he uses the phrase of salt, it's intentional and it fits. When you study God's word, always think about original audience first. It made sense to them and it makes sense to us. In Paul's time, salt was used as a preservative. Today, we use like beef jerky. Who doesn't love some beef jerky? Baby, I may be getting some beef jerky because it's football day. It's going down. And if the weather co-ops right, I'm getting two more football days. How about that? When, you know Mother Nature's bad when she pushes a football game. But a preservative, it, it, it helps to preserve and maintain and keep fresh, keep, keep uh, edible something. 
man, that's what I want to be. I want to keep God's word fresh and edible. Amen? But it's also a spice. You know what happens when you eat a little salt? You get a little thirsty. Hold that. No. Yeah. I'll be right back. Mm. It's going to sound a little weird, but I'm going to say it anyway. I hope that when people lick my life, it makes them thirsty for what the author of my life is. That is weird. That is weird. I know it's weird, but guess what? You can't unsee it. (laughs) Listen, when people rub up against your life, I hope that you're salty enough that they go, man, what is up with that? When trials and tribulations come, I hope when they rub up against your life, they go, how can you be? Why are you? Fill in the blank. Listen, everybody's happy. Everybody celebrates when you get the trophy. But it's when you're on the bottom rung. It's when the tears come. It's when the clouds come. It's when the rain falls. The world goes, what's different about you? It's when you get the diagnosis of prostate cancer and you say, God is sovereign. That you have someone walk up to you Friday at breakfast and go, hey, can I talk to you about it? You bet. Why? Because I want to be salty and I want to be ready. And everything God puts in my life and through my life can be used for his glory if I'll let him. You too. Because you have your mission field and I have my mission field. Sometimes they overlap, but sometimes where you go, I'll never get to go. The church at Colossae weren't going to Roman prisons. And guess what? Paul wasn't going to Colossae. But their mission fields overlapped. Why? Because of the Savior. And I want to equip you and I want to motivate you and I want to disciple you and I want to love you and I want to encourage you and I want to strengthen you so that when you go out into your mission field, my friends, you are ready to be whatever God calls you to be in it. And I beg you to pray for me in that same way. That whether it's a phone call, whether it's a conversation over my two eggs, <laughs> two eggs and bacon on breakfast Friday morning, wherever it is, when the phone rings, I'll pick it up and whatever I have to say will glorify the Lord. Verse 7, real quick. Tychicus My dear brother, faithful minister and fellow slave in the Lord will tell you all the news about me. I send him to you for this very purpose that you may know how we are doing, how we are doing, and that we may encourage your hearts. I sent him with Onesimus, the faithful and dear brother uh, who is with you, who is, excuse me, who is one of you. They will tell you about everything here. Lastly is sharing burdens. We're better together when we share in the celebrations and the sorrows. Amen. Man, I'm going to tell you, celebrations are better when you're celebrating together. Ooh. Mm -hmm. 
and sorrows are easier. Our wedding vows said this, that when a couple shares joy, they are doubled. And when a couple shares sorrows, they are halved. And my brothers and sisters, so it is with us as family. It is great to celebrate together. And you know what? It's great to commiserate together as we go through our pilgrimage. We need him, amen? And we need one another. Last year, it was kind of rough in spots, amen? But together, and guess what? There's going to be some rough patches this year too. But together, not only do we need him, not only do we need one another, but the world needs us, amen? Can you imagine what the world would be like without the church? Without the presence of God's people and God's Holy Spirit, my friends, that's what tribulation looks like. The world needs us. Here am I. Send me, Lord. Summation, words matter. This year, I, I'm, I'm not really really big into resolutions, big chunk things. I don't do big chunk things very well. I do a lot of little things, and then it adds up to a great big chunk. And one of them is this, is measuring my words. Words matter. When they're said, when they're not said, how they're said, uh, to whom they're said, the body posture in which they're said with, the tone in which they're said with, words matter. And one of my goals is to be a greater master of my words. And I would encourage you that as well. Because God has given us our tongues that we might worship, that we might communicate, that we might glorify, and that we might encourage one another, and that we might share with a lost and dying world the hope that comes only through Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. And Father, we thank you for Paul. What a wonderful challenge he has given to us, Lord, that we might use this thing that slaps around the inside of our mouths for glory and for good. Lord, I know that I do not always hit the mark. Father, my brain runs behind my tongue. But Father, I pray that you would help me to be a greater master of my thoughts, my feelings, and my words because words matter. Father, we live in a time where people just throw things out and Lord, they think they have no responsibility. They think they have no accountability. Father, they think that they could just say what they want and it doesn't matter. But, Father, as believers, we're not given that. Father, every word that proceeds of our mouths have purpose and meaning and power. Father, we can speak death into the mind, into the heart of someone. Lord, or we can speak life. Father, give us the wisdom to know when to speak up and when to be silent. And Father, when you call us to speak up, 
Lord, give us your words, for your words are the words of life. Father, give us the love, the passion, and the courage to accept what comes from speaking truth in a world that doesn't readily accept it. Father, thank you for this opportunity. Father, thank you for today and your word. And Father, we thank you that you give us the privilege to be a part of your process in sharing the gospel. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.